Welcome back to Hygiene Profit Leaders. I am April Sharp and I am here with Melissa Shanahan. Uh, so welcome back, Melissa. This is really fun. I know we uh, did a podcast earlier together and it was I just yeah. love talking to you. I do too. I love talking to you too. Yeah. But well, I just want to um, kind of share something with you. I just went on PTO, paid time off is, you know, so what we call PTO, most people call vacation, I guess. <laughs> uh, so we had a girls trip. Uh, it's a bunch of hygienists that we all went to school together. And we have been going on the same girls trip to the same place for the last 15 years. Wow. Yeah. So it's incredible. Yeah, it's just good to build the, that bond. Like when you go to a hygiene school, yeah, it's... Oh yeah, those are your tight buds forever. Yeah, yeah. and I went through four years of undergrad and I thought it was a breeze. I was like, oh, this is fun. Let's keep going. Let's right. go to hygiene school. <laughs> Let's get, you know, yes. mom and dad to like put in another two years of this because it's so much fun. And it was a rude awakening. It was the hardest two years of my life. It's pretty intense. Four years undergrad, easy. Yeah. yeah. Two years of hygiene, I, I lost some hair. I'm not going to lie. I Plus boards. Hair. I don't know if you're counting that in your two years. Oh, I that, cried but... during my boards. Oh, yeah. ditto. Yeah. Well, actually, as soon as they were done, I walked out. My patient, who I didn't know, was yeah. standing there with me, and I just started bawling. He was yeah. like, oh, I don't know what to do with you. Yeah, just hug. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, I cried during mine, and I had to pee so bad that I wouldn't let myself go pee because I knew if I went to the bathroom, I would break down in hysteric bawling. So it was just like one or two tears that just like slowly dripped down my chin and my, you know, cheek while I was doing it. But it was panic. Yeah. I yeah. was like, I did not study enough for this. That's my procrastination kicking in. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> so we went on this vacation with our girls. And I was leaving. And I was getting really stressed about leaving work and all this stuff that we have to do. We have some amazing stuff coming up with results-driven hygiene. But all that stuff that's coming up, you have to do, right? It's, it's a, a lot, lot of hard work. work. Mm -hmm. uh, so I was kind of stressing out. And I'm a big fan of Audible books. Like, So we'll talk Same. about some of these Audible books on some of these podcasts because I just love being able to drive. It was a five-hour drive and going down to Tybee Island mm -hmm. and just listening to something that I feel like I'm having some career development with that yeah. whilst, you know, driving. So it was perfect timing. The book I picked was called Off the Clock by Laura Vanderkam. And it really was taking the time to go through how we perceive time. Because we all have the same amount of time, mm -hmm. right? So mm -hmm. do the math. There's 24 hours in a day, seven days a week. Mm -hmm. So how many hours a week is that? 168. Ooh, rain man right here. <laughs> and we had it written down on a piece of paper. Yeah. Um, so we all have, no matter who you are, we all have 168 hours a week, right? Yes. But the way we both perceive time could be completely different. Mm -hmm. There's some people that you ask and they just don't have time for anything, yeah. right? They're just busy, 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 busy. It's always a red flag to me when someone's, I'm just so busy. Like it's yeah. almost like a brag, Yeah. but that's not something to brag about. Like people who are intentional with their time don't actually feel chaotically busy. Right. So keep going. Yeah. Well, and that's true because people who perceive their time as, you know, I still have things that I need to do, priorities that I need to assess, but it, 
but they can still say, no, I have time for that. Yeah, mm-hmm. let's work you in. Or yes, let's go on that vacation with our girls. Yeah. Or yes, let's plan a vacation with my kids. Or yeah. let's read a book together with my kids tonight. So yeah. it's like, why do people have different perception of time when we all have the 168 mm-hmm. hours in a week? Right. So she kind of went on throughout the book and just said that, first of all, it's your mindset that will change your perception of this time. Mm -hmm. So the negative mindset is I'm just busy, busy, busy. And so they did, back in 2011, the Bureau of Labor Statistics found that people claiming to work more than 75 hours a week, so they were, you Mm -hmm. know, interviewed and they say, I work 75 hours a week. They found that they were overestimating how much they work by 25 hours. Hmm. Wow. Wow. Yeah. So. I guess the question is like, why do they have such a bad perception of what they're actually doing when they're only working 50 hours a week? Yeah, I mean, that would tell me that they they don't know where their time is going. They don't know what they're dedicating their time to, which means there's not intention with how they're spending their time because if there was, they would have be a lot closer. Yeah. So is it, it's even funny. One man that they interviewed, um, he says he worked uh, 180 hours a week. <laughs> That's pretty dang impressive, right there, because he created 12 hours. Right. And worked those extra 12 hours. Right. <laughs> so yeah. that's how much we exaggerate our time. Yeah. But you nailed it when you said, you know, they they just don't know what they're spending mm-hmm. their time on. And so this author became really. Um, kind of obsessive about clocking and documenting her time and where everything was going. Because mm-hmm. uh, she has a, a large family and she was a busy mom with a career, uh, you know, an author, she's written other books. And so she started clocking her time and she found she spent 327 hours per year reading gossip magazines. Oh my gosh. Like that's 327 cr- hours? Hours a year. So I did the math, that's 14 full days of reading people or us or stars. Oh my gosh, that would really bother me. And But I wonder how much I'm doing that with like social media. Yeah. Five minutes here, 10 minutes there. Yeah, it's crazy because like, I still can't wrap my head around 14 uh-uh. days, like not even sleeping yeah. or eating. So let's just, well, I'm just gonna do the math right now. I don't have <laughs> it on my piece of paper, but it just kind of made me start thinking about it. Let's do 327 divided by eight hours because that's what most people work, right? Uh-huh. Is eight hours in a day. She would spend 40 working days. Almost 41. Almost 41 working days reading Gossip Magazine. Could you imagine if you went into work and instead of working that day, you just read Gossip Magazines for over a month? (laughs) No. I wouldn't have a paycheck. (laughs) Right. Well, and I guess it's interesting to think about if you are going to be more intentional with your time, how, if you knew that, that's great. She discovered that, and she probably, I would assume, decided to use her time differently. She yeah. probably narrowed in, narrowed, like, you know, yeah. um, she reduced her, her inputs or. She definitely became more, she talks about it, she became more intentional. She went out and bought, like, four books that she wanted to read throughout the year. Like she got, you know, asked her friends, she went on, read reviews, and so she picked these four books and she kept them in different places where she would normally pick up a gossip magazine. She put the book there so that way, if she only had 10 minutes to read, 
she would much rather read 10 minutes on something that was a professional development or, uh -huh. you know, personal development or even fictional, like yeah. something that, you know. Um, so she she put those in different, so her time now that she became aware of it, but that's the problem. If you don't become aware of it, right. you can't make changes. Right. So she became aware of it, got a solution in place, and now she's more intentional with that specific time. Yep. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, she talks about different things that you can do to clock your own time. There's even apps out there mm -hmm. that you can go on. So I'm going to challenge myself for a week. Uh -huh. I just got back. Um, so next week, I am going to clock all my time. Cool. Like I'm, for everything you're doing? Yes. Just for a week. Yeah. I'm going to use one of these apps. I don't know which one yet. Okay. I'm going to use one of these apps. I'm going to clock my time. And then it will give me an estimate on how I use this time. Mm -hmm. Right? And yeah. then I'll be able to do my own math and realize that I'm spending 14 yeah. days a year doing something that I probably right. don't enjoy, really. Like, right. Like, it's one thing if she read those gossip magazines and she's like, yes. This is, I'm going to make a change in my life. Yeah. I'm going to do, like, it's you, fulfill, you, if it was fulfilling or if it served. Yeah, a, it actually just yeah. makes you feel worse because you don't look like them. You don't have their money. <laughs> You're not going on those vacations. Right. right. So it's, it really is, like, you really have to be intentional. But the great thing on the flip side of this, um, when I said it's all about time perception, is about mindset, mm -hmm. that's kind of the negative portion of it. So if you're spending too much busy time, not really being intentional with your time, it per you perceive time as negative. Like, I'm busy, busy, busy. Mm -hmm. um, and you even told me this one time that if you sit down at work one day and you have to have a to-do list, you're doing it wrong mm -hmm. because you calendar block. Yes. Yeah, so you're super intentional with your time. I That was a tip I got a while back where you essentially, and I don't follow this to a T every single day or every single week, but I work at it and it, I'm always more productive when I follow it. Essentially, you have a list and instead of like, you wanna be able to throw away your to-do list, not because you completed all the items, but because you actually scheduled time in your calendar to do each of the things that are clearly matter to you or they wouldn't be on your list. Yeah. So once you put it in your calendar or your schedule, you can get rid of the list and you just need to show up for your calendar. Yeah. So it's as simple as that. And I, when, I'm, when I do that, I'm so much more intentional yes. with my time. And you have to be disciplined to follow your calendar though. Yeah. And I think that's why it's so important to track all this extra time that we're using on different things. Yeah. Because I will sit down and I have I calendar block and I will sit down 30 minutes into it, I haven't even started I what I just blocked my calendar for. Yeah. So it's um, being intentional with blocking it, but then being disciplined to yep. follow it. Yep. And I, w I can't wait until I do this week challenge. I'm actually yeah. going to make everyone in my office do it, mm -hmm. and we'll come back and we'll do another podcast on what we found. Yeah. That'll be fun. Yeah. Uh, okay, so the positive. Let's talk positive. Okay. We want to end on a positive note, right? Yes. So the great thing is you can trick your mind into thinking that you're busy, 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 or you can trick your mind into thinking that you do have the free time that you want mm -hmm. to um, spend with time with friends and family or to read the books or to however that what, what gives you joy to do. Uh, so she was talking about how your brain kind of clocks routine. Mm -hmm. So we all know what a routine is, right? Yes. You kind of do the same thing. You almost could do it with your eyes closed or you forget they even did uh, it that day. You are literally talking to hygienists. <laughs> yes. This is what they do every hour. <laughs> right, so you need to listen to this part because 
we're notorious for routines in our office. But what she says is that the brain will clump routines into one memory and discard it. That's pretty scary. So let Say me give you an that. okay. So let me give you an example. She says, if a typical person commutes 235 days of the year for four years, that's over a thousand trips to work, uh -huh. right? Uh -huh. But it's the same commute. How many times have you driven to work and you kind of forgot that you drove to work? Like you, yeah. like, yeah, it just. Yeah, I don't even remember driving home. I don't even remember getting off that exit. Right. Like, so you take those a thousand trips. What your brain will do because it's routine and it feels like it's unimportant, uh -huh. it actually condenses it in to one memory and kind of discards it. So basically, if you're looking back on, so let's say you're at the end of the four years and you look back and you reflect on the four years, you don't remember each of those commutes. It's just like, yeah. Yeah, but this is how. Commute. Yeah like years vanish off of our lives. Yeah. Like, have you ever thought about a year like, what the heck did I just do yeah. in 2018? Yeah. Like, it's just gone. Yeah. Like, you try to remember anything that you possibly can from that year, yeah. and nothing, like, sparks. And so that's how people just lose years off their lives yeah. and how they feel so busy, busy, busy is because we're getting stuck in too many routines, we're not intentional with our time, mm -hmm. and we're not enjoying, yeah. like, the time that we have with other people. So the great news is, is that when you trick your brain and you break routines it could be as easy as grabbing your coworkers and saying we're having a picnic on thursday yep. everybody everybody brings something in. it's a beautiful day we're gonna go sit outside and have a picnic. you just changed your routine mm -hmm. now you probably had some great conversations with friends and coworkers while you were out there yeah. you're gonna remember that or it could be as big as you know scheduling that vacation mm -hmm. how many people say i can't go on vacation money's bad this year, I don't have time, it's too busy at work, whatever the excuse may be, but you have to prioritize. Mm -hmm. Vacation is expensive, completely agree with that. But if you think about how much money do you spend on the routine, so I think that would be a good challenge too. Mm -hmm. She didn't even say this in the book. Like, don't just track your routine, track what money goes with that routine. Yeah. So if you're a Starbucks, you're, you've got uh, Starbucks sitting right there. Thank you. Guilty. <laughs> We have free coffee in the office and you're drinking Starbucks. That's true. I, yeah. My commute. I did all my commute. <laughs> you did. And you probably forgot that you even got Starbucks. Right. Uh, so, like, now attaching a cost to that, you could probably start seeing how much money you waste on the time that you're wasting. Yeah. No, that's a really good point. Uh, so, she said something about, um, you know, a toy, uh, a kid gets a toy and that, that toy is their life for, like, a week. And then they completely forget about it. Yeah. And it's, I have closets full of just toys that they don't even play with anymore. Uh -huh. Same thing with our lives. We're spending money on just like stuff that is, mm -hmm. doesn't really bring us joy. They bring a short-term joy. Not like lasting. Yeah. And yeah. so it's not going to, you know, change that routine. It's not going to change our perception of time. So if we take all that money and we start putting it towards a vacation fund yep. or, like whatever brings you joy yeah like whatever's gonna break that routine well you know what's interesting is okay thinking about hygienists specifically with this is that there's a rhythm to your mm -hmm. day and if you want to start to break up the routine individualizing treatment and like all the things that we're working hard to teach and, and to have a conversation around with hygienists about tailoring recommendations and being really creative for solutions for your patients is the kind of thing that will break up your day, yeah. break up your hours, it'll separate them 
one to the next. Being present. From one to the next. Yeah. With that particular patient. Yeah. Not thinking about the other eight, 10 patients that you have to see that day. Right. But really listening to them, listening to their stories. Yeah. Like I learned so much from my patients. Yeah. Like, yeah. I was like a walking like encyclopedia when I got home like to my boyfriend. I was like, well, a patient told me today that. You yeah. Know. yeah. Uh, so it's like being present and then listening to their needs mm -hmm. and their wants. And, and using your brain to like really think about how you can offer solutions for them. Yes. Because yeah. hygienists get so stressed when we talk about all the adjunctive services that you could be providing in the office. Like your sealants and your night guards and your whitening and your, you know, take homes. And they're like, oh my God, I would feel like I was just like bombarded them with all this stuff yep. but if you're doing what you're saying be present mm -hmm. you're breaking up your routine you're listening to what they need and then you're just offering what they specifically your treatment yeah. planning for them yeah right yeah absolutely uh, I mean the you know you are in a rut of where your days look so similar from one day to the next you actually have a lot of control over that um, so plugging in and being really present can make a big difference the other thing only because we're talking about how to use your time intentionally that feels like it's probably worth mentioning is if you do feel that way, then really take, having a hard look at what you do in your hour, really what you do, kind of like what, what you're doing with your time. You're mm -hmm. gonna really track your time. And I know it's easy to say, well, the first 15 minutes is diagnostics. And then, and then I go ahead and start their like profi or peri maintenance or whatever. Like you kind of know how the hour flows, but really pay attention to what you do. Yeah. Where are you wasting time? Where could you make things more streamlined and efficient for yourself, which would allow you to be plugged in and present with yeah. the patient? Yeah. I call that like an outline of your day. You yeah. can, I can give you an outline of my day. Yeah, first 15 minutes or diagnostic. Yeah. Like, yeah. But that's just an outline, Yeah. right? Yeah. They, they teach you this in school. Like an outline is just high level. Mm -hmm. Now you need to go in. It's a guide. Yes, <laughs> now you go in and you fill in the meat. Right. Like, what are you actually doing? Yeah. Yeah, so I think that's a, a great point. Um, so we can trick our minds. Yeah, that's the that's the best news I've heard. We have we have more control than we tend to take. Yeah. So if you really you know, in order to make the most out of your time, it's important to stop worrying, mm -hmm. break up the routines, mm -hmm. be more present at work and with your patients, and spend more time with your friends and family. Yeah. Like the Enjoy study showed life. in the book that the the people who spent more time with friends and family actually live longer. So it's almost like stop smoking. Mm -hmm. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's one of the, the you biggest um, in blue zones. You know what a blue zone is? I do not. You don't know what a blue zone is? No. This is the most amazing thing. Yeah. Okay, a blue zone is, there's only like five of them on the planet and they're concentrated with the most centurions. So people live over a hundred. Uh -huh. And when they do research on why those people live so long, community is always a part of it. No, yeah. So there's, there's one in Japan, there's one in Southern California, there's one in South America, I think, anyway and one in the Mediterranean, and they all have different things that they attribute to having long life, but community, and like a community, strong, strong sense of family and friendships, and that's a, like a crux of their life. Right. That it's a huge contributor as to why people live so long. So and anyway. I bet they eat carbs in these blue zones too. <laughs> so. They do just not 
refined or processed carbs. All right. I'm in. <laughs> Not out of a box. <laughs> so I can move to a blue zone, eat my carbs, hang out with my friends. Wait, does wine? Yeah, some. Wine? Yeah. Okay. Some All right. Yeah. I'm in. Well, I'm going to only pick the one that has the carbs and the wine in my blue zone. So I might not be back on the next podcast because I'm, I'm off in a blue zone, <laughs> eat my carbs, drinking my wine. Working to be one of those centurions. <laughs> yes. I'm yeah. sure they have hygienists there. I can... Loma Linda is one of them. Loma Linda has a really good dental school. Oh, perfect. (laughs) Well, not everyone go quit at the same time if you move to a blue zone. But the great thing is we can create our own blue zones. Yes. Right. So you're mine. You don't have to be in a whole community, move to Japan. Take some tips from those places. Yes. And create your own blue zone. And it's really about your mindset. We talk about this every day. If you can change your mind, you can change anything that you want in your life. Yes. And being present and grateful. Yeah. I, I read a great saying that you can't feel any other emotion when you're feeling grateful so you can't have anger you can't have depression you can't be sad it's gratefulness is just really looking at and I ask my kid this every night before we go what were you grateful about today mm-hmm. and it's just great to see the minds of a six-year-old yeah. kind of like going through that of course it's usually tangible things yeah <laughs> we're working on that we're working on that yeah uh, and he's like my ball <laughs> like oh great yeah. <laughs> yeah. but that makes him happy that puts him like in his deep appreciation yes. for his toy yeah yeah so that's our uh, challenge for you guys um work on Clocking your time. See where you're spending your time or where you're wasting your time. Be more intentional with it. Do you like how you're spending your minutes? Yeah. Where's your money going? Attached to this time. I think that's a great exercise. Uh, I'm glad I thought. I'm glad I'm so smart and I thought about that. (laughs) Maybe I should write a book next. (laughs) And then uh, creating your new blue zone. I like that. So uh, thanks for joining us, Melissa. It's always a pleasure. I love talking thanks for having me. with you. And uh, hopefully we'll have you back again. So make sure you're going to hygienebootcamp.com if you are interested in being part of our hygiene bootcamp. Or you can always email hygiene at schedulinginstitute.com. And please make sure you're joining us for our live streamings because those are so much fun. Thank you again for being with us. And we'll catch you next time. Bye.